0: Ask Me About K pop, the essential guide for recent conference and season fans alike. My name is Shannon, and I'm Angelica. And welcome to a special little bonus episode of Ask Me About K pop.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've put one of these out. Yeah, (laughs)
0: um, but it's very exciting. We have partnered with a new K pop podcast that we think you all will enjoy very much. Absolutely, it's a really
1: good like blend of some of the like research heavy information, but also with a brand like new perspective that we definitely can't offer. And I think it's a really neat concept for a show. I'm very excited to share it with you
0: yes so the podcast itself is called k-pop dreaming and it is the second season of the laists podcast california love so if you're looking for it in your podcast app it might be under california love colon k-pop dreaming Mm -hmm. so just a note
1: when you're looking to subscribe for it yes It's hosted by Vivian Yoon, who is an L.A. native, uh, but Korean-American. It premiered on February 23rd, and it's a limited series that will have eight total episodes. So if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, the fourth
0: episode will be out today. Um, So you're halfway. You can binge the first half and then be ready for the (laughs) next one. Um, so we were invited to go to a little event at choice music, one Mm -hmm. of our favorite local K-pop stores. Um, they were hosting the creators of this show and doing a little giveaway. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we went down to choice to check it out and I brought my recorder and we were fortunate enough to talk to the producers of the show, Fiona Ang and James Chow. So let's go to our live mall footage (laughs) of uh, this little (laughs) chat we have with the producers
1: so tell us about the premise of your show um he told us a little bit um like kind of like elevator pitch maybe but we'd love to hear it from you guys yeah, take it away.
2: great so k-pop dreaming is a limited series podcast about k-pop but really from the perspective of los angeles and specifically the korean diaspora in k-town and is hosted by our wonderful host and writer vivian yoon Vivian grew up in um, K-Town in the 90s and 2000s as a K-pop fan. And the podcast is really about, you know, her memoir, Coming of Age in K-Town, as well as the coming of age of K-pop in America. Ooh, what a great
3: tagline.
2: (laughs) Did you want to add on?
4: Um, I think you pretty much nailed it all, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest.
1: So in... Going into this podcast, do you think anyone would need prior knowledge of K-pop?
4: Oh, I don't think anyone needed prior knowledge. I actually, myself, well, before coming onto the show, um, I I knew nothing about it. My sister was a huge mega fan, though, and she was, like, urging me, take the opportunity, take the opportunity. And now I feel like, I feel pretty well-versed. I feel like I can talk to her, which is, like, huge for me. Um, And, yeah, so so that's some gold nuggets for people. Like, you don't have to know anything about K-pop just to, you know, find this series hopefully entertaining
1: awesome. what do you think you hope people to get out of the series
2: I hope that people who are fans will be able to discover certain things that they may not have known about and who are non-fans will get to understand why the music is such a fun and inclusive genre for people Well said.
4: and I think uh, I hope people come out of it just loving what they love um, and having no shame about it. Um, hearing, like, in the first episode, uh, you hear Vivian's kind of um, struggle with being this kind of, like, secret fan and not wanting to share that. Um, and I think that... Uh, I hope folks can get out of that, like, yeah, just being proud of what they are into and um, not being ashamed about it. So,
1: yeah. uh, That's a huge
2: part of our show, too. Yeah, it feels, like this
1: feels so... All of our... Our goals are exactly
2: the same. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I definitely looked at you guys' uh, Twitter and also Insta. Like amazing episodes and also amazing engagement. Thank you, thank you. We try. We We were just talking about K-pop fans are like the coolest and most open-minded and most inclusive people. We've talked to so many of them.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, we, yeah, we covered different events like throughout like these the few months that we've been reporting on this and yeah it's really like, crazy to find out that like people of, of all ages of all different backgrounds mm-hmm. my aunt is like this huge K-pop fan she's like this like 65 year old woman in the Philippines <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's just kind of like crazy to see like like you could be um, as young as like you know like a toddler or as old as you know wherever and you just be hugely into K-pop and it's all in on the music, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's something for everybody, as we always say. Just yeah. <laughs> so different from different kinds of fandoms. That's how I feel like I've discovered there's really a sense of community, yeah, a sense of embracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt when we go to concerts and talk to different people for sure. Yeah.
1: And so it's very interactive, like yeah. between the fans and the yeah. idols themselves. Definitely. Yeah, very different from Western music we've found. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
2: And a lot of people did talk about that. What draws them to K-pop? Is precisely that you know community, but that relationship with the idol and with the group. Were they friends? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. For thank you, time you time. so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank
1: After we got to speak to uh, James and Fiona, who were so lovely, we got sort of ushered into the event space. Um, and the event itself started with a pre-recorded message from the host Vivian, who could not be there at the time.
3: New Jeans and Solid, the first all Korean American group that made it big in Korea, way back in the '90s. And you know, the podcast—it doesn't just go into K-pop history, but it also includes my story of growing up right here in Koreatown. Um, I actually went to an after-school right across the street and watched Koreatown Galleria get constructed. So this is a super exciting moment for me to have this event in this store. helped bring the whole thing together, you know, make it a real-life show. So I want to say thank you so much for coming, and, you know, if you check out the podcast, I really, really hope that you feel empowered to learn your own personal history and go after your own dreams. Thank you so much again to Choice Music for hosting this event with us.
1: Um, and at the time of the event, only three episodes had come out so far. And so Vivian just told us a little bit about the show and how the real like purpose of it was to sort of blend K-pop history with her own personal history. And it's so it's a bit of a memoir and a look into like music history because the way she described it, which I thought was really cool, was that she had kind of grown up with the genre because mm-hmm she was born in the nineties and so was K-pop. Um, and she grew up in Koreatown. So she got to kind of see the explosion of K-pop through the eyes of Koreatown, which was a huge factor in the Hollywood wave because there's such a huge Korean population here. But so it's a really neat mix of that, like personal memoirs and like there's interviews with like her grandma, but there's also interviews with like a K-pop producer called 250 who's worked with new jeans and Itzy and NCT. Um, so there's a lot of really fun stuff like w- woven together into yeah. the, the podcast itself.
0: I'm all caught up on the podcast already and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Um, And I think that regular listeners of our show will probably be like unsurprised by most of the like K-pop mm-hmm. history and stuff that is discussed because it's stuff that we, you know, have talked yeah. about a million times and you already know, but Vivian's personal perspective is so interesting and in the first couple episodes at least she there's clips of her with like her friends from Mm. when they were growing up and they all admit that they were listening to k-pop that whole time but everyone was kind of like doing it on the down low (laughs) Um, and there's just like such interesting personal memoir stuff that mm-hmm. is woven into all of it that is so fascinating to me um and i'm really interested to see where the rest of the show goes because they've also teased that like at least in the first episode there's a tease that there's probably going to be an episode about the
1: riots oh yes there is there is an episode about so the riots. like the korea
0: the la korea town part of it mm-hmm. is also so interesting to me and i can't wait to learn more about it because like I love Koreatown and I'm also from LA and like I was far, I wasn't anywhere near like downtown at Mm -hmm. those times, but like, I don't know the whole general idea of the podcast is just really lovely to me. And it's very different from our show because this is, you know, like an NPR style, like,
1: very put together yes very scripted, like scripted podcast. produced yes. like professional <laughs> podcast for sure <laughs> um, but yeah the Koreatown history I'm so excited to learn because that was something that we had been interested in learning for ourselves mm-hmm. anyway and there are also aspects of the show where like Vivian traveled to Seoul and like learned about the clubs that were like for black American soldiers and like how that affected the development of K-pop and then like the role of LA and the Korean diaspora, like in the Hollywood wave in general. And I wrote down a quote from her message in the event where she said that it was the story of how pop culture carries our shared history. And I thought that that was a really eloquent way of saying like, yeah, when you study pop culture, like there is so much about ourselves and our society that we can learn. Um, And I love that lens of Mm -hmm. looking at the music that we all enjoy. So after we had a message from Vivian, there was a short Q and A with Fiona and James, the two producers, um, and they told us that they had originally worked in public radio and they wanted to elevate POC voices that were specifically from LA. So that's kind of how they got involved with this project. Um, And Fiona said that she considered the show a love letter to the genre of K-pop itself and to its fans, which I thought was so lovely because both. Both the producers throughout when we talked to them before the event and then the Q&A itself seemed completely like enamored by the fan base that they got to know. Just like love in their eyes just talking about like because both of them said that they were not...
0: Like Fiona had no knowledge of mm-hmm. K pop and that James She like s- knew what it
1: was but wasn't into it. And, and that James James's sister, sister mm-hmm. was like
0: a big time fangirl, like N Sync to One Direction to K pop pipeline that yeah, like yeah, yeah. everybody takes. Um and that the doing the show had made them like I don't know they just seemed so in love with all of the K-pop fans. They definitely and walked
1: like, away with a huge <laughs> appreciation and like understanding for the genre cuz like even Fiona she was saying like you know at first like yeah I knew what K-pop was but like I was not about it and now like I get it like mm-hmm. I understand why people are so into it. Um and they said that some of their favorite parts of working on the show came from the interviews and the research that they got directly from the the fans and they were so impressed by like the diversity in the fan base in the races ethnicity age groups like socioeconomic status kind of everything but they had that shared genuine love of the music and the artists that seemed to be very heartwarming for mm-hmm. the producers um, and they men- they shouted out two episodes Uh, one that is about Trot uh, and one that is called Mixtape um, and kind of tells you like goes kind of decade by decade like through the years to show you examples of K-pop history and then like each song has a, a personal connection. Each song has a
0: personal connection so it's mm-hmm. like you get to learn a little bit about Vivian in and who she was growing up and how these songs did or did not like fit into our her life while still sort of telling the story of evolution of k-pop, of k-pop. Yeah, yeah yeah it's so great i look mm-hmm. like i'm just very into this show because it like it's speaking my language yeah absolutely like while i said some of it is a little like basic knowledge or whatever that I know like the back of my hand. I just like was getting so excited in the mixtape episode. Like every time she would be like, and then my mom gave me a fly to the sky CD and I like like, said out loud I said like out loud in my car, like, oh my God, are you gonna play by the sea? And then she did. (laughs) And like
1: it's all just very exciting to me. I really like it. It is very fun. It is very fun. And it is very cool to have gotten to hear from Fiona and James who are so, clearly very proud of the work that they put into this and the show that they produced. They said that a lot of the, they were able to get so much information that a ton of it ended up on the copy on the like uh, cutting room room floor floor, that they just had like absolutely hours of content. Um, but that ultimately like what they put out, they're really excited to share with the world. So I think that it's going to be a really fun project.
0: Yeah, and I would love to have I would love to have them on the show mm-hmm. when all of this work has settled down, and to talk to them about things that they didn't get to put in the show and what they've learned yeah, and how their absolutely. own fandom has grown. Like they were lovely, and I would love to talk to them again. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some fun moments where uh, they asked someone asked them if there were. Um, artists that they would tried to talk to or like there was somebody that they wanted to talk to or things that they didn't get to do mm-hmm. and james mentioned that they were going to try to talk to one of these like k-pop audition academies that yeah. are kind of popping up all around but that that had fallen through and someone was like have you did you talk to any celebrities is there anyone you tried to get and james is like well eric nom and we both like <laughs> squealed like He won't go on anybody's
1: (laughs) podcast So that made us feel better It's not just us He turns down the LA Times too He turns down everyone (laughs) Um, You think you're better than us? You think
0: you're better than me? (laughs) um but yeah it was really cool to like hear from them about Mm -hmm. the show and it got me really excited to hear it and I really want you guys all to hear it yeah absolutely I think you will like it so
1: much I think so too um and yeah they they seem to have put together a really cool like multifaceted package to give you all these different sides of K-pop and Korean history and culture and a little bit of LA history. Um, and it's just, it's neat to be to be uh, a part of it. Thank you for inviting us to it. Um, we had a great time. And the whole event, because it was hosted by and like at choice music they did a raffle where mm-hmm. at the very end of the event one of the people who were there and there were like maybe 50 people there yeah. so it was a pretty decent size of um of people who had showed up and so people could get like raffle tickets and the winner got a 30 second shopping spree in choice music and the guy was so excited when he won and I was like oh my god what a fun thing to have to yeah. do of just like run through the store it and was it like was really you, you can watch, watch the
0: video of his shopping spree on the Choice Instagram. They put it up. I watched it once I got home because this event was happening after the mall closed. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the owners of Choice were very nicely like, really glad y'all are here. Like we wanted to do a whole like everyone cheer at the window for this thing, but like yeah. y'all have to get
1: out of this yeah. mall right <laughs> like, now. Oh. You actually have to leave. Please <laughs> take all this pizza with you. <laughs> there was pizza too to be in their cars like
0: watching the live right? like <laughs> should have been me <laughs> <laughs> I would have got that but, like, that but the video of this guy uh, who got the 30 second shopping spree they gave him like a rolly cart nice and he just like Did it, and when they rang it up, I think that he was the first uh contest winner at Choice ever to break a thousand dollars in merchandise.
1: so Okay, I didn't watch the video. Did he just like sweep shelves into his cart, or did he pick? They had specifically
0: they had set up an extra table that had some specific things on it, like I believe like fate, like maybe some like rare BTS Mm. stuff, or like maybe some of his faves. They had like put a. few things set out on a table. Interesting. And then everything was there, so he like swept the table onto the cart and then the last like f- 5 seconds he do- he'd like dove to the luna shelf and was literally just <laughs> clearing it
1: that's what i was gonna that's what i told you i was like if i had 30 seconds you just go straight to the shiny shelf you dump everything Mm -hmm. into the bucket you go straight to one Mm -hmm. like you just throw it all throw it in and then at the end you can go through and be like okay i don't need 20 of these like same (laughs) albums or whatever i'll give them away or whatever you just go straight to your vapes and dump (laughs) them all but it was
0: very cool it was a really neat um like prize and i think if, if everyone had if it had been regular business hours and people had been able to stay and cheer i think it would have been a pretty hype like, oh my god it would have gone crazy crazy yeah, event. Yeah, yeah.
1: that would have been really fun to see
0: um but that was really cool um and i love hanging out at choice and yeah shout there out is to the so owners nice. of choice they were steven so and sweet. phil y'all are the best um
1: thanks for owning and operating our favorite k-pop store yeah <laughs> we appreciate you we do
0: um but that's all for this bonus episode we just Mm -hmm. really wanted you guys to know about this and if you haven't if you've been listening to recent episodes there are ads for this show yes on Mm -hmm. other
1: episodes because we're not gonna let you forget yeah it is available everywhere podcasts are found so check it out now k-pop dreaming uh sometimes attached to the title california love california love k-pop dreaming and the cover art is like a a
0: girl in a sweatshirt that says K pop dreaming. And it yes. looks like a little Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so check it out. There are four episodes out now. There will be eight total. I think it's a lovely story. I'm so excited to see where it goes. I'm very, I feel very honored that we were asked to help shout the mm-hmm. show out because it is definitely a show after our own hearts. 100%. And we fully support the message behind it.
1: Absolutely. And
0: yeah, so thanks to Vivian and Fiona and James and Kevin and all the people that we, mm-hmm. Talk. Yeah, shout
1: out to our main man, our Kevin main Man Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, our K-Con
0: <laughs> press contact. He was there. We love Kevin. It's a small world in this it's LA K-pop community. World. <laughs> and we are happy to be part of it, is the yes. point. Yes, we um, are. So there's your little bonus episode. Please listen to California Love, K-pop dreaming, wherever you get podcasts. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jong you're our inspiration. Here we are at the beautiful uh, Koreatown Galleria. Wait, which mall is this? I never remember which mall this is.
1: Isn't it just Koreatown Galleria? That's what I thought.
3: I think so. Okay. Well, we're at the I mall. Google map where we are right now. <laughs> I want to credit
0: the mall properly.